This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We are exploring the parsha of Chukas. Very important and very deep parsha, besides uh, including the mitzvahs regarding the Pora Aduma, red heifer, as they call it. Um, it also has a number of uh, episodes in the midbar, uh, one of them being quite um, game changing, as they say. Uh, Moshe Benny and Ahara were disqualified from being able to enter Eretz Yisrael. And um, all the implications thereof. Okay, the uh, aspect of the paraduma that's very often um, discussed is, and then the, the title of the parsha itself being chukas, that this is the chok of the Torah, and generally the uh, chok is characterized as a law which does not have an explanation. A rational or legal, you know, explanation of why it is that way. You can't ask anything about it. It's something that you know, just this is the way it is, and don't worry about it. This is, you know, Hashem wants it that way, and that's it. Um, and we can't really understand it. And what is so non-understandable about the laws regarding Paraduma? So the Rikanti, uh, famous commentary says that the main problem that we have in understanding the parsha of, of the uh, Poraduma is the phenomenon that the uh, same thing, the same uh, operation, the same whatever, uh, the same thing that is making a pure person impure, is making an impure, impure, person, impure person pure. It's purifying and impurifying at the same time, in the same thing. Because if, because the, obviously the whole point of the Paraduma is to purify a person who has come in contact with, um, with uh, a mess, with somebody who's died, um, becomes impure, and he can only be purified by being uh, spritzed, by being um, uh, by someone taking the ashes of the Poraduma after it's been burnt, completely burnt down until it's ashes, and then they take from those ashes and they put it into water, uh, specifically, a certain type of water, and then they can take from that water and spritz it on a person on the third day and the seventh day of his uh, impurity, uh, you know, after, after he's become impure, and then he becomes pure again, and he can now go into the Bismarck and all the things that he wasn't able to do when he was in an impure, in, in impure state, and he's required to do this. He can't stay in an impure state. He has to go for that, that operation of being, being spritzed and various other times when the, the, uh, this water is used. So it's again, it's a combination of the ashes and the water. The ashes 
signifying, of course, the power of Dina, the very fact that it is completely red, uh, not allowed to have any other, any other colors on it. It's a completely red thing. And red is the color of Din or uh, judgment and, and, and Avedas themselves since it characterizes the color of red. Um, and that's the idea of mortality. So anyway, this is something which, um, which is the, as, as that, that power to make him pure again. At the same time, a person who is involved in the preparation of this, this, this paraduma, the burning of the ashes and, and even carrying the ashes or whatever, is subject be, to become, and he was pure to begin with, and then through doing that, he becomes impure. <clears throat> so it has this dual action of purifying the, the impure and impurifying the pure. So how, does, how do you get two things out of one? So this is the uh, this, this paradox that uh, the uh, commentary is always dealing with, and the, the, the simple answer is that we can't explain it, we can't understand it. Um, what's further a uh, uh, further, further complicates it is actually in two of uh, the, the, the episodes that are related in this parsha itself, we have we see this kind of a dual action idea of, of two opposites within the same. Uh, the same phenomenon uh, expressed in, in, within both of these uh, episodes. Number one, there is the episode of the of the the uh, snakes, where uh, the snakes were biting and uh, killing people, and Moshe was instructed to take a um, staff and take a, a, a uh, an image of a snake. And put it on the staff, which is you know where the uh, American Medical Association got their uh, symbol of using the snake on the staff. And as they take that snake and put it snake and put it on the staff, and you'd look at the snake and you'd be healed from the snake bite. So here you've got the snake, which also represents Averus, obviously the, the uh, proverbial serpent. Um, the Itzahara, the, the, the Malchamovis, everything is, is included in that symbol. And then by looking at that symbol, they have a refuah. They're actually, uh, they're healed from the, the mortal uh, effects of the, uh, of, of the snake bite. So here you've got the same thing. The snake is something which is, is, is uh, ostensibly killing people. And at the same time, looking at the snake is the thing that brings the refuah. Um, so that's interesting. Then we've got an, the other major thing we just mentioned before is the episode with the with the hitting the rock. So Moshe Beni again, the kids of Moshe Beni uh, was uh, instructed to speak to the rock, and the rock would give forth water. And instead, he got flustered or whatever, and he uh, ended up hitting the rock. And for that, he was punished. That he and Aaron were both not allowed to go into the uh, into into the land together with the rest of the. Yid. Now this has uh, is, is a complicated portion itself. Exactly what the Avera was, and, and you know all the, the implications there. But the point is that the water, which is here, we're dealing with the 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 the, the, uh, the waters of the of the purification. Itself, that, that mitzvah, which is at the beginning of the parish, is talking about water as a, a means of purification. And that's a positive thing, and that's an aspect of chesed and, and rachamim, of, of kindness, and, 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 and 
compassion and everything. And now, the fact that he, it's, it, the, the water is actually now causing uh, Moshe Rabbeinu's downfall, in a sense. It's, he's, uh, at, at the, something involving water and him bringing water to the cloud, and through the water itself, he now is being judged, which is the opposite of what the water is supposed to do. Here, here in the very function of the, of the paradigma, we've got the water as the contrast, as the opposite of the, the ash, which is the idea of din and mortality, and now the water has become a problem for Moshe Rabbeinu. It's become you know, his, the, the, the thing that gets him into trouble, so to speak. So, in either case, we've got this concept of a dual, a duality in, in, in function of things that we would not expect it to be ordinarily. Uh, so, we're going to go a little deeper into this whole concept of, uh, of this duality uh, and why it seems, you know, just, again, not to really understand why it's that way, but to understand a little more deeply what's really going on. Okay, so, uh, first of all, you have to understand that the 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 uh, mitzvah of Parah Duma, the, the the whole the, what what's what it's intended to do, is it is not actually bringing atonement for an avera itself. It's not like a person does an avera and because they did the avera now they have to be uh, have to uh, find a kapora by being spritzed. It, what's the avera in simply coming into contact with a dead person? You know, you can come to contact several ways, touching it or carrying it or, or uh, being even under the same roof with it. Um, and it, just by being there, you are now in a category of being impure, being Toma, Thomas Mace, which is a very serious thing, or serious type of, of, uh, of Toma, which, by the way, we are all in that state today because we don't have the ashes of Purim to be able to come out of that state so we're stuck in it we, no, no one single person has been exposed to any kind of a mess he becomes uh, he becomes that way and there's no way to get out so we're all in that state today but uh, one of the reasons why we can't uh, build up as a mikdash until we have a paraduma to be able to uh, to purify purify ourselves uh, to be able to to uh, do anything in the mikdash enter the mikdash we can't can't even go there unless we're uh, we're pure. So the point is that um, it's not an avera to be impure. It's just happened. So it's not taking away the avera. On the other hand, <coughs> the whole idea of the paradigma is that it's coming to atone for the cheta egel, and the cheta egel is a, a, a kind of a. Um, uh, resurgence of the hate of Adamarishan itself, his, himself. That was the, the primary hate that changed the course of, of history. And it was really Adamarishan was intended to live indefinitely and uh, to live forever. And because of the hate of Adamarishan, it brought uh, the sin of Adam. So that brought Misa, the mortality, death into the world altogether. So death became an aspect of, of, uh, of life <laughs> that everyone has to die uh, because of that Avera. And then when the Eden went to be to, to uh, receive the Torah, so what happened was this was the ultimate correction, the Tikkun for that hate. Uh, 
And if the Eden had done everything right at that point, they would have gone straight into Eretz Yisrael and Mashiach would have come and there would be no more death in the world. The death would be, this would be Mashiach's society already, it would not be an aspect of death. So they would have conquered death. Also the fact that the, the filth associated with the, with the Nachash, with, with the serpent, which came, you know, which is all, again, the Itzahara and, and, and the Megaveris and, and everything else, would also disappear because they were cleaned out from that when they, when they were on, on our Sinai. And as a result, there, there would be no more death. But because of the Chet Egil, when they, the golden calf, so because of that, the whole idea of Misa returned to the world, and we're back where we started from, more or less, I mean, a little bit better, but back, basically back where we started from in terms of there being mortality and there being death. And then, of course, when, when they had the problem with the Moraglim, so then it got even worse. And then that whole generation was disqualified from going into, into the land. But the point is that uh, that the Cheta Egel and the Cheta the Mauritian were both related, you know, the etzim, the, the, the essence is the same, that they brought mortality into the world. That's the whole idea of Misa. So the, the, the fact that the Poradima, which is the idea that, you know, the, the, that because they, they uh, sinned with the calf, so now it's, it has to be the, the, the mother is coming to clean up the mess that her calf made, and the idea is that this is a zecher, this is a whole uh, uh, a, 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 a memorial. I mean, it's, it's, it's a re-enactment in a sense. It's a re... Uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tikkun. It's, it's something that comes to, uh, to be mechaper, to, to take off the guilt of the whole cheta egel, which affected the nation of Israel as a whole forever. So, I mean, until Mashiach comes. So, uh, because this is something we're still suffering from, because there's still mortality in the world. So, this means that, um, that the whole real problem here is the aspect of Misa itself. And it's really because we know that the whole idea of Misa came from an Avera. It came aside from the Chaita of Adomarishan, and later it's the Chaita of Egel. We know that mortality is a result of the Yitzhahara, of sinning. This is, this is what brings uh, Misa in the world. Misa is not inevitable. It doesn't have to be part of the human condition. But it's only here because of the fact of these Averis. So even though the Chet, uh, the the, 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 the isn't coming to be, uh, to atone for a specific uh, Averis that the person did, it is the, the very fact that it's coming to reverse the effect of being in contact with with uh, a dead person and, and with mortality as uh, as a whole. So that means that it's coming to to remind us that it's really the avera that's responsible for the very fact that the mortality exists. Okay, so. When we think about what mortality is, what is death, and how is death? Why, in a sense, why was death necessary after the Chet of Adam Rishon or the Chet Eagle? What happens is, is that there's this concept of the Zuhama, that the, the snake, the serpent, and all of this is obviously, you know, very symbolic and, and metaphoric and allegorical and all this. So I'm just you know, using the terms as the symbols, as you know, as they're meant to be to be understood in a symbolic way. The nachash, the serpent itself, was 
put on what we call the zuhama, a certain, a certain filth, a certain um, uh, something, some kind of a, uh, call it a coating, some kind of a, there's all the, the, the concept in Kabbalah of a, a levush, of, a, of a, a garment, something we put on. So we talk about that, you know, the idea of a white garment symbolizing purity and a, uh, a red garment or, or a, a garment that's, that's tainted with blood or you know, some kind of uh, filth is something which, which affects the, uh, the, the one who wears it. It, it. it both represents something about the person who's wearing it and it also can affect the person who's wearing it. You know, like uh, He's affected by the kind of clothes he's wearing or the, or the, and, and also the clothes that he's wearing reflect where his, you know, who he is inside. So the point is that there's a relationship between the clothing and the person. And if we're talking about here a, a kind of a, a filth that's put on the body of, of mankind as a whole through its encounter with that whole of era, um, means that there's, it's, it's, that's, that's a lasting aspect of ourselves that we always want to be cleansed from that. And the idea of you know, innocence and, and, and uh, purity and these kinds of ideas are uh, the, 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 the ideas of, of a cleanliness and a, and a purity and the whole, the whole idea of water as being you know, bathing in water is as a being as a, as a concept of, of of spiritual purity as well as not just physical, means that we're trying to re uh, to regain that innocence and purity that we had before having done those abuses. So the idea is that that the 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 very concept of coming through contact with water, you know. Toiling in water, being you know, immersing oneself in water, whatever it is. In this case, the idea of spritzing the water is the idea of of cleansing uh, the person inside out. It becomes he becomes like a new person because he's been cleansed from whatever this event is. Um, so the point is that the 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 purpose of of, of death itself is. That when the person returns, as the Maharal explains, when, a, when something returns to its original uh, elements that created to begin with, it becomes purified because it becomes like uh, it's, it gives up its its form and it can take on then a new form which is free of whatever it uh, was before, any any negative aspects of what it was before. When a person dies, the fact that they go back to the dust, they become again. Their, their form is is is, uh, is totally nullified, and they become again like dust. So, like the the the, uh, the dirt from which they were composed to begin with. So, when they go back to that state, they essentially become purified. It was that 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 zuhama, that aspect of the nachash that that clung to them, that was became part of them after the avera, now departs. Because again, it goes back to its original elements, so there's no place for that anymore. That 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 whatever that was able to cling to before now is, is dissipated and it's gone. So now, when the person comes back by tchias amesim with the resurrection to become again a, a new person, will be purified just from the fact that it died. The only way to get rid of that filth or whatever that that coating that 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 garment that uh, that that enclosed it is death. So. Okay, so now think about what that means. Death itself is the makoratoma. The whole impurification is coming from a contact with, with something that's dead. So it's, it's the, 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 the association with death is impurity. But yet death itself is the only way 
to attain a level of purity. So what comes out then is that death itself has this dual function, this dual functionality of, of, opposites, of, 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 of opposite effects. Was on one hand, it's capable of, of impurifying the pure, and on the other hand, it's capable of purifying the impure. So the fact that the Pora Aduma is dealing with the whole issue of mortality and being able to get somebody out of that state, it's very appropriate that it had that dual functionality. Just like death itself is able to Im- uh, uh, purify the impure and impurify the pure. So the Paraduma also has that same, same aspect. So you can understand it like that. Now, this is not just something that, um, that we find by, uh, by death. If you think about the... Um, the concept of of uh, serving Hashem lishma, this is you know for the sake of Hashem Himself, just purely for Hashem's sake and not with any self-interest involved, which is really the the goal. Um, that is 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 a level that has to be attained. Because why is it such a difficult thing to attain? Because to, until we know who Hashem is and develop a sophisticated, I mean, a higher level, a mature. Uh, relationship with Hashem. And Hashem is so remote to begin with. I mean, we don't know who He is at all. We don't have any way of dealing with Him. So it takes a long time till a person gets a feel for, you know, what, what it means to serve Hashem and who Hashem is and how He relates to us in our lives and, and who He is uh, in terms of how, how He relates to the creation as a whole. All these things are things that, that have to be acquired over, over a significant amount of time. The, the, the problem, the, 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 uh, the paradox there is, the contradiction there is, that if you were supposed to uh, learn Torah totally for the sake of Hashem and not with ourselves in mind at all, how are we going to get to that level? The only way to get to that level is by learning Torah to be able to learn how to serve Him and, and what, he, what He does and what He's done and all that stuff is all aspects of the, the only way we can reach that level is through learning. So you're saying that only through learning can we come to the level of, of, of serving Him. Uh, lishma, and the only way to get there is by learning, meaning that we're going to have to learn before we get to the level. So it comes out that we're going to have to learn Lo Lishma. What does Lo Lishma mean? All kinds of alternative motives. It means that uh, I want to I learn because uh, I'm going to get paid for it, or because uh, somebody's going to look, look on me more favorably, I'm going to be more honored in the eyes of other people, or uh, you know, what, whatever reasons I, that motivate me to learn more about Hashem. And, and, and very often they're selfish reasons because I don't yet, I haven't yet acquired the maturity to be able to serve Hashem for His own sake. So it's going to be for my sake until I get there. So we have a principle in Torah that saves us from this. What does that mean? That I'm allowed, if I'm conscious of the fact that I'm not yet on the level of serving Hashem for His sake. So therefore, I'm allowed to serve Him in a way that's not yet for his sake, in order to eventually attain the level of, of doing it for his sake. And I realize it's inevitable. It's impossible any other way. I mean, I'm not going to just do it out of the box. You know, because, I mean, maybe if a person's a Gilgal, like, a, you know, a reincarnation of somebody who was already on that level, and he somehow, you know, was born on that level to begin with, and he doesn't have to work on it. But, but Derek Klau, I mean, 99% of the time, 
it, you're talking about having to work hard to get there, and not everybody gets there. You know, I mean, all the stories in, 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 in the Chimish about great Talmidei Chachamim like Koirach and, and, and these kinds of people that uh, that uh, were and Doig and Achitoyvul and all these kinds of people that were on a very high level of knowledge and learning, and they were obviously very not lishma. They were doing it for ulterior motives. So it's not an easy thing to acquire. But the point is that the only way you're going to acquire it is by doing it. Otherwise, there's, no, there's for sure no, no way out. So, so now, so think about what's going on here. It means that the Torah itself can be matama person by making him, you know, by, by, if he doesn't learn it lishma and he's learning it for his own, uh, his own uh, arrogance, his gaiva, his, 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 his conceit, his, his, uh, his, his own personal motives and interests, uh, which is a very dangerous thing and a very, a, a, a very uh, a potentially something that can really destroy it and, and, and badly affect other people as well. So that is going to be the, the only way for him to get to the level of eventually serving Hashem the way he should be served, which is selflessly. So then it comes out that the Torah itself either has the potential of, of having a, a destructive effect on a person or obviously on a purifying aspect, uh, effect on the person, depending on, on how he handles it. Now the concept is that if he is involved in learning Torah, even if it's not lishma, the meaning that the light within the Torah itself, which is Hashem's light itself, because Hashem doesn't clothe himself in the Torah, that by doing it, he's going to he's going to eventually be able. He's, he's going to be purified by it. So his very uh, uh, involvement in the Torah itself will eventually purify him. But we see many cases where that didn't happen. So it obviously has both, uh, both aspects to it, of either being able to purify the person that's not pure, and that's specifically in, in you know, if he's doing it, but he understands that it's not lishma, and he's, he's, you know, he's, he's humble about it, so at least he knows where he's holding. So then it has the possibility of working on him till it brings him to the level of lishma as opposed to a person who is arrogant or whatever and thinks he's, you know, he's on such a high level, whatever, that, he can, that he's already there, and then he's using it only for his own purposes and it can destroy him. So the same thing, again, has a dual functionality, one, you know, to purify or the opposite. So what is the etza to this? What is the real, uh, what are we trying to really learn from this um, besides just understanding that such a thing exists? That... Ultimately, when a person uh, deals with the human condition, the fact that there is such a thing as mortality, there's such a thing as failure, there's such a thing as, as, uh, as uh, not being on the level that we're supposed to be and, and, and coping with that and facing that, ultimately, the concept of the Poradim itself, the fact that, the, that this beautiful, perfect red heifer, so to me, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect... Uh, being, you know, not not like uh, your, your your average uh, cow, it's it's uh, purely red, you know, to the last hair. Uh, it's supposed to be totally burned up until it becomes total ashes, and that's what it really comes down to. That the the solution is through the nullification of the thing itself. It loses any semblance of what it was originally. You cannot look at those ashes ashes and possibly know what it was to begin with. Um, 
I mean, maybe some kind of DNA <laughs> uh, investigation, and even then, I doubt you would know that it was perfectly red. In any case, the point is that it requires that kind of nullification in order to be rebuilt, in order to be a, purif- a purifying agent. And that's basically what it comes down to when a person is, is dealing with his own uh, uh, journey through life, is that when things get difficult and a person's um, faith in himself, let alone faith in Hashem, is challenged um, by, by having some kind of a, a failure, a downturn, a, 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 you know, a, a difficult experience, a trauma, whatever it is, the only way to ultimately cope with, it, cope with this and recover from it and, and become a new being as a result of it is nullification. When the person really believe, really comes to the, to the understanding that he really is nothing on his own, that he does not have any pers- you know, independent metzias, any independent reality that he can count on himself and be independent and be his own person or whatever, that he has some kind of inner strength that's going to, you know, that, that, that's going to carry him through, and he doesn't realize that he is totally dependent on Hashem and that Hashem created and Hashem gave him everything and Hashem is, 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 is the one force behind him which, is, which, which can pick him up, then he is ultimately going to fail. He has to come to that level of giving up everything, giving up, you know, relaxing that he is not some kind of an independent Mitzias. And when he does that, then he ultimately comes to a level of simcha, of, of joy. Why? Because when he comes to what his real atzmus is, what is his etzim, what is, his, what is his, his, uh, his essence, he comes down to the, 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 the word that's used to express that is ma. Like, like uh, Aaron, a coin. I should say, you know, nach nu ma, what are, what are we? What, what, are, what are we already? What, what, uh, you know, and, and it says, Achilles uh, says, Yeshanila atzmi ma'ani. If I'm, if I, for myself, what am I? So the what is asking, what am I? What is my reality? What am I, uh, what am I worth? What can I do on my own, you know, without depending on Hashem? What, what is left? So the word ma itself is the gematria of 45. Numerical code of 45. 45 is the gematria of the Shem Havaya in the Miluya Alphan. It's a way of writing out the name of Hashem, writing out each letter, and depending on which letter you use to write certain letters, and certain letters can be written two ways, like the Vav, for example, can be written Vav Vav, Vav Aleph Vav. Uh, the Hey can be written, written Hey Yud, or Hey Hey, or Hey Aleph. When you fill that uh, that that's spelling it out with olives. It 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 equals the the number of um, forty five. Comes out that and which is also the which is also the gematria of the word Adam, which is man. So what does it come out? We realize that when you really boil it down to the to the essence of what man really is, it's 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 a chelikal kamimal. It's a it's a it's a piece of a shem. It comes down to the name of Hashem Himself. So it comes out that what do we have to be happy about? What do we have to be to feel good about? To 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 keep us going, to keep us you know optimistic, and to keep us you know hopeful about the future and whatever. It's because we at the the very essence we are a part of Hashem. 
So if that's the case, then what are you worried about? You know, what, what is it? Our whole pleasure should be in the fact that we can nullify ourselves to, to Hashem himself, which is the ultimate. There's nothing else. You want to be able to build yourself up to something that is not connected with Hashem? I mean, everything, is, everything that has any lasting existence is connected with Hashem. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to exist. That, 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 that anything that's worth anything is dafka because it's connected with Hashem. So the more connected with Hashem that we are, the better off we are. So the less we, are, we have our ego and our, our, our you know, this is illusion of independence, the, the less that that gets in the way of our relationship with Hashem, the better. So it comes out that the, that this, this, the purification of the Poraduma is davka, this idea of bitl, that when we get down to the point where we acknowledge that we really have nothing outside of Hashem, then we are in the place that we're supposed to be that's going to lead to our ultimate uh, redemption and, and, uh, and purification and uh, happiness uh, that in, 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 the, in the essence itself.